What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the How to Vegan podcast. I'm so super glad you're tuning in on this beautiful, lovely day. My name is Kristen. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm also the founder of the group How to Vegan on Facebook. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking all about cheese. Yes, that's stuff that people like just cannot seem to get enough of. The main reason most people say they could never, ever, 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 ever go vegan, including me. I said that out loud to an actual vegan like a month before I went vegan because of cheese. So yeah, that stuff. I I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to this topic because it's just that big of a deal. It holds so many people back from experiencing the amazingness of the vegan life. So I just wanted to dive deep into all things cheese, both the dairy and the non-dairy kinds. And today you're going to learn just a shit ton about cheese, like what it is, how it affects your body, other harmful effects it has that you might not even be aware of that aren't on your body, Um, some tips on how to give up dairy cheese, and some really awesome alternatives to keep your taste buds and your little belly happy. You honestly like do not have to give up cheese, bottom line. You don't have to give up cheese. You just have to keep an open mind and take all of this information in and start enjoying healthier, more environmentally friendly versions of your old favorites. Seriously, they make like all kinds of vegan cheese nowadays. There's blue and brie and halloumi and mozzarella and all of it, like all of it. And it's getting better and better and better. So I could go on and on. The vegan cheese now is amazing. We'll talk more about that later. So, and like I said, it's, it's just getting better. I've been vegan for six years now. The vegan cheese has come a long way. So I'm excited to kind of dive into this episode and, and share with you guys my knowledge on, on cheese and all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it because this is going to be awesome. Just a little trigger warning and a content warning. There will be discussion involving the word rape in this episode. So what is cheese anyway? Like a lot of people don't even really know what they're eating. They might not be aware of what they're eating. In a very basic way, cheese, cheese is a food derived from milk that is produced in a wide range of flavors, textures, and forms by the coagulation of the milk protein casein. It's made of proteins and fat from milk, usually the milk of cows, but sometimes buffaloes, goats, or sheep too. And during the production, the milk is usually acidified and then the enzyme rennet is added, which causes coagulation in the cheese, which is that nice firm cheese that you know. And then the solids are separated and then they're pressed into like the final form. So that's actually how cheese is made in case you weren't aware. Cause you know, some people just might be like, I don't know what I'm eating. I just like it. So milk-based cheeses have stomach lining in them. That's the rennet. That's what, that's what this enzyme rennet is. It's stomach lining. And that helps with the coagulation process, which is really gross if you think about it. You're like, why am I eating something that's already passing through stomach enzymes of another animal? But you know what? That's what people do. So along with the stomach lining, cheese is also just like super loaded with artery clogging saturated fat and cholesterol. But we're going to talk more about the health stuff in a bit. But just bottom line, most people... Like, honestly, don't believe that dairy is a bad thing because an animal doesn't have to die in order for you to get it. And that's how my mindset was before I went vegan. I was vegetarian and I thought it was making a huge difference. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, and you still do. But the dairy industry is actually so much worse than the meat industry. And once, you know, once that truth was realized and once my eyes were opened up to it, it's, it's really hard to unsee. So the truth is that an animal does have to die. In fact, many animals 
have to die for the slice of a little cheese on your sandwich or a little splash of milk in your coffee or however you enjoy your dairy. But in fact, and honestly, to be quite blunt, if you really care about animal rights, the first thing you must eliminate from your diet are eggs and dairy because those industries are extremely cruel and completely, completely awful. So if you're a feminist, like I consider myself to be, then dairy should really, 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 really hit home for you. So if you consider yourself a feminist, whether you're male or female or whatever gender you are, if you associate with feminism at all, then you should really, this should really be like hitting home with you when I kind of talk about what happens on these dairy farms. So dairy is a business that profits off of the exploitation of the female reproductive system, literally making money off of the female reproductive system. The entire life of a dairy cow is literally a never-ending nightmarish cycle of depression and torture and abuse and suffering and rape. Yes, rape. Many people believe that cows just naturally produce a bunch of milk and that their udders would explode if we didn't milk them and that we're doing them like a favor. And to these like uninformed people, to these people who aren't aware yet, which again, I was not until I was exposed to this myself, we're actually doing them a favor. A lot of people think that, but this, this, however, could not be further, further, further from the truth. So cows, in order to produce milk, must give birth just like humans. I don't make milk out of my boobies unless I have a baby that I made in my body. That's just how it works. So in order for them to give birth, they have to be pregnant. And in the dairy industry, this is called artificial insemination. It's awful. So cows are restrained in a rape rack, which is this awful torture device where they can't move. And then someone shoves their arm down their ass down their anus to position the uterus correctly. And then they insert a metal instrument into the female cow's vagina and they artificially inseminate them. So if this was done to a human, it would be called rape. But because it's done to a cow, it's called called artificial insemination. See all these terms that they start to use that once you realize what it is, you're like, wait a minute. And I, I, I don't care what species you are, that shit is 100% rape. And then after the calf is born, this is just horrible as well, the calf is immediately taken away from its mother, leaving them no time to bond, like just ripped away from his mother. And I've seen videos of those cows crying for each other. I mean, they want to be together. They are supposed to bond. The mother is supposed to give that cow its milk and they are ripped apart and never to see each other again. And humans get the milk that's made for that baby cow. And then baby cows usually get some sort of formula because humans need the milk, not them, right? So you start to you start to see that it just start it's just not making sense. So by consuming cheese you really are supporting these awful practices as well as the production of veal because veal calves are male calves who are not needed in the dairy industry. What do male calves do in the dairy industry? Nothing because they can't produce milk. So they're sold to veal farms and they're slaughtered after only a few months old and they're slaughtered for their like really white tender flesh because they are constrained and restrained in these tight little cages where they cannot sit down, lay down, move because they can't get their muscles to be toughened up. They want them to be really soft because that's what people like to eat. So these these calves are a couple months old. They've never had love. They've never been cared for. They've never been nurtured. And this is where your money goes every time you buy a dairy product, whether it's milk or cheese or butter or anything else made with dairy. You are supporting these practices when you buy that stuff. And just the reverse, the flip side, you can choose not to by not buying that stuff. So 
it's awful for the animals. The production of cheese, that's that's why I don't eat cheese. As soon as I found out what happened, I was like, I'm done. I'm not eating that anymore. I'm not contributing to that. I can't do it. I that I cannot do it. It's not worth it. My taste buds aren't worth it. My choice has a victim and that victim's life and will to be alive and, and desire to be happy and free and comforted and loved means more to me than a little bit of cheese on my salad, especially because now I can make vegan cheese and it's just as delicious and way healthier as well. And and not, you know, we've talked about the ethics. We've talked about the health a little bit. We'll touch on that more in a second. But environmentally, cheese is really bad as well. Cheese really wound up high on the list for greenhouse gas emissions because it takes a lot of milk to make a little bit of cheese. And dairy cows release large amounts of methane, which is a worse greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. And that's not even taking into consideration the amount of feed and the antibiotics that the cows need. I think I mentioned in another episode that about 80% of our antibiotics in the United States are going towards animals in factory farms. So you're you're also eating that when you eat these these dead animals as well. And then the room that these animals take up too. So much land space is taken up by these animals that eat these plants, which have to be grown as well. So the, the space used to grow the plants that they're fed, as well as the actual animals themselves, take up so much room and land. And it's so bad for the environment, you guys. They're destroying rainforests. They're destroying such amazing, beautiful parts of this planet to house animals, which harm our bodies, harm the environment, and, and harm the animals because they die for no reason at all. So if you think you can't give up cheese, you're not alone. You're really not alone. A lot of people are like, I can't give it up. I can't give it up. Why should I give it up? I don't really care about animals. I don't really care about the environment. But a lot of people care about their health. A lot of people care about their health. And and bottom line, you don't need milk. It's, it's just a fatty fluid from a cow that has been processed and flavored um, to intensify the addictive reaction in you. Cheese is addictive. And this is why I wanted to devote an entire episode to this because it's different than some of the other stuff that people feel they have to give up when going vegan or they choose not to eat anymore because there are there are things in cheese that are straight up addictive and it's for a reason the calf is supposed to want to drink the milk from its mother when it does that you know it bonds with its mother it feels happy it feels really good so that's that's the reason that it's a kind of this addictive substance but you are not a calf you can live without it you will feel and probably look pretty damn amazing as a result and like we talked about earlier you will be doing like the easiest animal activist work possible by not contributing to the exploitation of dairy cows because they're treated so badly like we just kind of talked about so again if you're a feminist if you're into, you know, anything environmental, if you just don't want to contribute to that negative vibe on the planet, then I would highly recommend trying to do without cheese. It's just not good. And and another thing that like feminists need to kind of be aware of is that, yeah, okay, milk is not only obtained by raping a female cow and then stealing and murdering her offspring and then using and abusing and exploiting her body because usually after a couple of years, they're not good anymore and they just get killed and that's usually the meat that's like the ground beef in your hamburgers because it doesn't have to be top quality which is really gross and, and quite sad but milk also causes the number one killer of women in america which is breast cancer the three biggest causes of breast cancer are animal protein fat and estrogen and all three of those things 
are found in dairy products. And a very big link to cancer in general is a protein in milk called casein. And if you've watched Forks Over Knives or you've done any documentary watching or research of your own, you've probably stumbled across this word casein. That's the protein in milk. It's called casein. And that's what I was talking about, creates that feeling of bliss in the baby calf. So it continues to drink its mother's milk so that it can grow into this giant massive animal because that's what the milk was intended for was for a calf, not a human being. No other species does this, you guys. No other species goes to another animal, tortures it, takes something that isn't even for itself, and then like drinks it, which makes it sick. It's so weird, you guys. It's weird because it's been like socially ingrained in us. It's been a myth that we've been told that we have to have dairy to have calcium. And I talked about this in in some other episodes that this is just not true. It's a myth that you've been fed by people trying to make money. And if you can keep an open mind and try to look at the other side of things, you are going to have your mind opened up to a big old surprising world, which is good because knowledge is power. I say that all the time. Knowledge is power. So this casein. It it causes that feeling of amazingness in the baby calf. So they want the milk. So they're like addicted to it because they need it. But when casein is ingested by humans, it turns into casomorphins. Does the word morphin sound familiar? So casomorphins are casein-derived morphine-like compounds, and they can attach to the same brain receptors that heroin and other narcotics attach to. So they can attach to those same receptors and kind of give you that same feeling. And they act as like a low dose of morphine as well. So in other words, dairy protein has opiate molecules built right into it by design so that the calf wants to drink the milk. But humans don't need it. But that, 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 right there is why that shit is so addictive. And people are like, I can't give up cheese. I don't get it. I just can't do it. And that's why there is reason, there's science behind why you cannot give up this addictive substance. But once you realize it, once you kind of are aware of what cheese does to your body, as well as the environment and to the living beings that it comes from, it starts to just seem not as appealing. And you can kind of work through that that addictive craving period pretty easy. So along with protein, fat, and sugar, it it really does contain opiates. And and like I said, it rewards the baby for nursing. Opiates have a calming effect. They cause the brain to release dopamine, leading to a sense of reward and pleasure. And who doesn't want reward and pleasure and calming effects? Not only does it taste good to people, but it gives them that sense of awesomeness. And that's why it's addictive. And that's why people literally feel that they cannot give it up. But guess what? You do not have to give up cheese. You just have to learn new ways to think about cheese and maybe even learn how to bake it on your own or buy some at the store if that's more your style. And we'll talk about some alternatives in just a minute, but some tips for giving up dairy cheese first, because I promised y'all some tips. And I think that these tips are really helpful. And if you keep them in mind and you have a strong enough desire to want to quit eating dairy cheese, then these tips will be helpful for you. So the number one tip that I have for you is to get dairy cheese out of your house. As soon as you decide to do this, just be like, I'm going to get this out of your house because like I said, it's addictive as shit. So if you see it, you're going to want it. (laughs) So just get it out of your house. If you have other people in your house that are enjoying this, try to have a separate area in their fridge and let them do their own thing, but try to keep it out of your sight, out of sight, out of mind. That's what I have to do with chocolate or else I'll eat 48 chocolate bars at one time. So that's the first tip. Number two is give yourself at least 30 days without it. 30 days is about the amount of time for the chemicals to leave your body and those cravings to kind of subside. So about 30 days into it, can take less for some people, more for others, is about how long, you know, 30 days in, and then you should start to not even really be wanting it anymore. Again, it's different for everybody. Everybody's different. So keep that in mind throughout all of this stuff that I'm talking about. But about 30 days, 
So if you make it 30 days, you can make it. You can make it. <laughs> Number three is to keep your why in mind. And this is the biggest re- This is the biggest tip for me. You know, a mother having her baby ripped away from her and all of the torture that goes into the creation just isn't worth that bite of cheese. At least it isn't for me. It just isn't. And I hope it isn't for you. So keep your why in mind. Maybe you're a huge environmental activist and you're just now being, you know, aware of the awful, harmful effects of the dairy industry. Maybe that's your why. Maybe your, you know, mother was just diagnosed with breast cancer and you've stumbled across across some information saying that cheese and dairy can be linked to that. Animal protein can be linked to that. And you're really wanting to kind of change things around. Whatever your reason is, keep that in mind. And that's what I did. Anytime I'd be like, oh, that feta looks good. I want that on my salad or oh, that pizza. I could just have a bite. I just would keep my why in mind and keep remembering that that's why I'm doing this. And that's and that it's important to me because it really matters. Number tip, number tip, number tip, number tip. <laughs> tip number four is to watch videos of dairy cows on factory farms. Not fun for me. I don't ever want to do that. But if you're needing some motivation, do that. Watch. The, a good one is called Dairy is Scary. I'll leave links for this stuff. Anything I mention, I always leave in the show notes for this episode. So uh, Dairy is Scary is a good one. That one's on YouTube's Earthlings on Netflix. That one is also, I've never watched a second of it, but it's apparently all about what happens in factory farms. And apparently it is very powerful and makes people not want to consume that stuff anymore, which is great because we don't want people to consume that stuff anymore. So watching videos of dairy cows on factory farms might just blow your mind. And you that that right there, images those images are burned into my brain. Watch videos of dairy cows on factory farms. You might, that getting that ingrained in your head might just be the trick for you. So uh, tip number five, try making your, your own alternatives at home. There are so many th- different kinds of cheeses that you can make at home. You can make Uh, There's so I mean, literally everything. So I'll leave some links to some of my favorites and things that like look really good. I might not have tried all of them. But if you want to try doing that at home, you can make some amazing stuff, stuff that melts and stretches and is ooey and gooey and delicious and just so oh so good. Like the homemade cheese people make blows me away. So I'll leave some links below um, if you guys are interested in cooking stuff at home and trying out new stuff like that, because get in the kitchen why not? (laughs) Um, And then tip number six is to find some store-bought cheeses that you like. So if you don't want to make your own or if you want to try some store-bought cheeses instead, then try finding some store-bought cheeses that you like. And this might take some trial and error. There's definitely, it took me a hot minute to find some. When I first went vegan six years ago, the vegan cheese was real gross. Like it was so bad. It tasted just like feet and oil. I think like that's like I think they had a kind like Daya had a kind like feet and oil pizza topping. It was gross. <laughs> Bottom line, like nasty. Um, but some of my favorite store bought cheese brands, they have come a long way. My probably my favorite at this moment would have to be Follow Your Heart. Uh, that one melts really good. It's really good on sandwiches. Uh, Mississippi Vegan has an amazing mac and cheese recipe that uh, uses a bunch of follow your heart, like 25 to $30 of follow your heart products, but it is so good. I made it for Thanksgiving, like our friends giving, and it was so good. So follow your heart. I really like their, 
I really like that brand of cheese. Miyoko's is also really good. Uh, that Their mozzarella is good if it is sliced up and put on pizza and melted. It's a little oily, just a heads up. A lot of this cheese can kind of get oily, but I really like Miyoko's and they have some online stuff that you can order that just looks amazing that I still haven't tried. Chow is another brand. Their slices are really, really good on sandwiches. Treeline and Kite Hill are kind of like dippable, spreadable cheeses. So if you're looking to like bring something to a party for, you know, like a, bring a vegan cheese plate, we, we did that a couple months ago and people were blown away. We just got a few kinds of vegan cheese and some grapes and crackers and olives and that kind of stuff. Uh, Those two brands are really, really good for kind of like dippable, spreadable cheese. Uh, And then for pizza, like honestly, our favorite right now is the Trader Joe's mozzarella shreds. And I know a lot of people don't like them because they get kind of oily, but they just, we don't put a lot on there and they just kind of get... They spread out really well and they stretch and they melt and they get that kind of brown bubbly crispy on top that we really like. So try that if you haven't yet. You might not like it, but again, like just try these out. Everyone's ta- everyone's taste buds are different. So those are some of my favorite. There are other brands that either I don't like or I haven't tried, but those are some of my favorites that I wanted to share with you. And if you're wanting to make some homemade stuff, I have some recipes that I will link in the show notes. I have this amazing vegan boyfriend cheese sauce, which is amazing on mac and cheese. So good. You can eat even make your own fermented cheese at home out of almonds and cashews and pine nuts and macadamia nut cheeses that you like let sit out on the counter and ferment. And some of them you add probiotic capsules, the insides of probiotic capsules to them. I haven't done this because you need kind of like a dark, cool area to store it. But now that it's winter time here in Boise, maybe I'll try to make some cheese. I know some of my friends have made it and it just turned out amazing. So I just haven't done it yet. I've made certain kinds, but not like a nice fermented one that you like like leave out. But I want to try it. So if you guys have any suggestions of ones like that that I should try, then head on over to the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel and find this episode and drop a little comment for me. So I love connecting with you guys there. Bottom line, bottom line, just remember that you are responsible for your actions. And knowledge is power. I always say it, knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can align your thoughts with your beliefs and your morals, and you can start to truly make a difference in this world. And I know it sounds cheesy, like make a difference in this world, I care about the planet, but like this is real shit, you guys. Our planet is kind of like crumbling. And if we want the future to be better than that, then we have to do something. And and if we have the knowledge, then we have the power to do it. If you care about the planet, if you care about the well-being of animals, if you care about your health, then you will stop eating dairy products or at least starting to reduce and try to eventually eliminate. You have to do it your way. This is your journey. But cheese just isn't worth it, you guys. It's addictive. And once you realize you're in the addicted trap, you can start to get out of it. You don't have to buy into the brainwashing that you have endured your entire life. Lies that have been perpetuated to make people rich AF. All well, other people who aren't rich AF, animals and the planet are suffering. And you can vote with your fork. You can vote with your dollar. You get to decide what you support. And once you start to realize how important all of this stuff really is, you start to see that you can live without that nasty ass cheese that you really like once loved so dearly and said, I could never go vegan. I couldn't give up cheese. Every vegan has once said that, I guarantee it. (laughs) And, And trust me, I'm not saying I never miss cheese anymore. It doesn't sound good sometimes. There are times when I'm like with friends and they ordered a pizza and it shows up all hot and bubbly and I have nothing to eat and it looks good. 
It's just sometimes I'm like, yeah, I want to buy to that. But then I remember my why. And I just can't contribute to the horrible things associated with that coagulated, antibiotic-filled, pus-filled milk from a completely different species. I just can't. So yeah, I hope that you might have found a little bit of inspiration to step away from the cheese as well, from all dairy products, from all animal products. It might sound a bit rough at first, like totally overwhelming and confusing, and I get it, but it's 150% worth it. So I hope you liked this episode. I hope you found it helpful and hopefully inspiring. If you haven't yet, make sure to hop on over to iTunes to leave a review and a rating. I'd super appreciate it. It helps pop that podcast up so more people see it and I can spread that vegan love even further and wider and farther than I am now, which is my goal. And make sure to check out the unedited version of this episode and all of the other episodes on the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel. And like I said, feel free to leave a comment or ask me any questions you might have for me about this or about kind of anything. It's a really great place for us to connect and kind of kind of chat. So, uh, and you get to see my face. So if you're listening to this without my face and you want to see my face, then there will be a link for that in the description and you can hop on over there and subscribe to that channel and watch the unedited versions because they're super fun and you get to see me mess up and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> and you can also find my main channel, my main YouTube channel by searching Kristen Emily on YouTube. I've got an Instagram, a Facebook business page. Like I said, you should totally join my How to Vegan Facebook group if you are not a part of that yet. There are over 73,000 members in there. 73,000 members, you guys. It's such an amazing community. So supportive and loving and, and awesome. So if you're wanting to give up cheese and you're wanting to go vegan, join that group. It's such a good place to ask questions and find recipes and just connect with other like-minded individuals. You can also find me on my website, kristenemily.com. I've got all my recipes and podcast episodes there and stuff. So hop on over to kristenemily.com if you haven't checked my website out yet. Thanks again for listening. Y'all are seriously the best. I will just catch you in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Bye.